Good morning. It is a somewhat foggy 2nd of October and just about 8.45. My phone says 8.43. It is a Tuesday and the year is 2018. At this moment, I am leaving my apartment that is near the intersection of Lafayette and 9th Street, and I see a little squirrel. Looks like a, an adolescent squirrel. Not quite a baby, but certainly not an adult. Oh, he's adorable. Oh my goodness. Let's see if I can get a picture. Oh, he's on the other side of the tree. Little, little cutie. Where'd you go, buddy? All the way up in the tree. They're really good at hiding behind the tree. They seem to be able to detect the your speed at which you're moving and then hide behind the tree that rotate around the other side of the tree as you move. Life is life is interesting. I've I've learned time and time again that there isn't one answer to most questions. And I see I I feel comfortable in saying that most questions most equations most problems and when I say problem I don't mean like oh I have a hole in my shoe, it's a problem, or I have a flat tire, it's a problem, or oh, the, the, uh, the, the window, a tree branch fell onto the window and it broke. That's a, those, are, those, those are all negative sort of problems, things that you have to find a, a fix for. But a problem can also be a, a puzzle sort of problem, like a math problem, or hmm, this is, this is a problem, how are we going to solve this? We've got to get this hose all the way over there, but we only have so much, so much hose. We've got to cover 20 feet with a 10-foot hose. How are we going to do this? Well, that problem might not be solvable with just your 10-foot hose. You might have to go to the store and buy another 10-foot hose or a 20-foot hose so that you've got extra. So when I say that I've learned in life time and time again that there isn't always one answer to a problem. I mean that when I encounter something in life, depends on what it is obviously, but there are different ways of figuring out what to do. And what works in one situation may not work in another situation. But what you can take from one situation to another situation, assuming that you solve the problem, is that problems can be solved. So when you encounter a situation where 
you don't know what to do, that's okay. But you first have to come to the conclusion that it can be solved. If you come to a situation and your first thought is, I can't solve this, well, then you probably won't be able to. You've already set yourself up for not being able to find an answer. And you haven't been paying attention to what life has most likely shown you at least a couple of times, unless your life has just been one terrible experience after another, all bad, which I don't, I don't think that there's anybody on the planet that has, it, that has had all bad things happen to them. I don't, I don't, somebody's life could have been worse than other people's. I'll accept that for sure. But to say that I've had no good experience, nothing good has happened to me ever, not once. Eh, I'm going to have a hard time buying that. I'll buy that you've had some troubles and you've had a hard time, and your experience in life may have been really difficult and challenging and trying. Okay, fine, fine, fine. But no good, never once, not a single good thing ever? Come on, give me a break. You're not thinking very hard. If you're in a position where you can even say that, that's wrong. Because at least you can talk that's a good thing. There's some people that don't have the ability to do that. At least you had food this morning or at some point because if you're talking, you're alive and unless I'm mistaken, there's nobody on the planet that can go without eating. You, you can't get to a point where you're talking and alive without any form of sustenance. That just doesn't happen. So you should be grateful for that. So that problem of getting something to eat was at some point in the not-so-distant future solved. For a long time, a core tenant of my belief in life, my, it's kind of a, one of the foundations or one of the pillars that, that is, I don't know, installed in the foundation of, of what I consider myself is that there is a solution to every single problem. It might not be immediately apparent. It might not be something that I can figure out right away. It might be really hard to figure out, but there is a solution. I just have to find it. There is a certain combination of actions or words that will be the key to unlock this situation. Sometimes it's as simple as finding the right key to open your front door. And assuming you've identified what key opens your front door, that's not that big of a problem. If you have a, uh, if you're going over to your friend's house and they gave you a, a bundle of keys and you've got 10 keys, well, if none of them are marked, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a problem of figuring out which of those 10 keys opens the front door. It's a much easier problem to solve than having a five gallon bucket filled with 
you know, a thousand keys. I imagine even a hell of a lot more than a thousand keys would fit in a five gallon bucket. That'd probably be the bottom quarter of it, maybe, if that. My point here is that every time you're in a situation where you're not sure what to do, you have to come to that situation or you you have to start from the place that something can be done. If you're not willing to even start there, then your chances of succeeding are very, very low. If you have a flat tire and you're on the side of the road and you think there's nothing to do, there's, there is truly nothing that will fix this situation. Nothing. Well, then how are you going to get out of that situation? Now, let's take that person, set them aside. That's person A. They don't think that anything can be done to fix this. They're just, they're just going to stay there. No, nothing will happen. It can't be fixed. Well, let's say somebody comes up and says, Hey, you, are you okay? you need a hand there? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Because they're going to say they're fine because they don't even think that there's a problem. They don't think that anything needs to be fixed. They can't be fixed. It's just it's a, a totally neutral situation. Okay, all right, well, have a good day. It looks like you're, you've got a flat tire there and it doesn't look like you're fixing it, but I, if you said no problem, okay, all right, have a good day, bye. And they drive off. Now, let's look at person B. Person B, they get a flat tire, they're pulled off on the side of the road, and they think something can be done about this. What can be done about it? And they start looking for what can be done about it. Do I have a spare tire in my, in my car? I don't know, let's find out. Maybe they know they do, maybe yes, maybe yes, yes I do. Do I know how to fix it? I don't know. I, I don't know how to fix this tire. Do I have, an, do I have a, a car manual? Will, will that tell me something? I don't know, let's find out. That kind of person will look for solutions. The kind of person that is in a, 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 they're stranded on an island, they'll think there is an answer to this difficult situation. I will find that answer. I will look for a way. Another person just goes, there's nothing to do. I'm, I'm fucked. I, I'll just sit here and, and, and die, I guess. There's nothing to do. There's no, there's no answer to this problem. Wrong. There is. It might not be immediately apparent. I'll grant you that. I've talked about figuring out how to do the Rubik's Cube a few times not figuring out how to do it a few times, but I have talked a few times about figuring out how to do the Rubik's Cube. Seeing it completed, the Rubik's Cube, seeing the Rubik's Cube completed online in a video wasn't the correct catalyst to me wanting to learn how to do the Rubik's Cube what the correct catalyst for me was, was seeing it done in person. Because seeing a video of something is... eh, like Watching somebody on a YouTube video complete a Rubik's Cube, 
isn't very impressive. It, it's, it's like, I mean, the person on the, on the YouTube video has more in common with a Marvel superhero in a movie than they do with somebody that I'm sitting across the table from. Somebody I'm sitting across the table from is right there, right now. I can talk to them. I can, I can lean forward and reach over the table and, and, and touch their shoulder. I, I can shake their hand. I can give them a hug, you know, assuming that's, that's okay with them and they, and they want a hug and, and I want to give them a hug. I can, I can show them something in a book and then they, I can hold the book out for them and they can take the book from me and go, oh yes, that is a neat uh, passage or that is a, an interesting way to word that or oh, that is a cool picture. I can, I, I, can, I can interact with them right now, right there. Somebody in a video, I can't. They're on a screen. They're, they're, this video has been recorded at some other point in time. Maybe it was yesterday. Maybe it was 20 years ago. Maybe it was 100 years ago. I think there was, yeah, in the 20s? Yeah, there was movies back then, 100 years ago. So seeing something done on a screen I don't knowing that it was done by a real person sometimes you see a uh, somebody do a, a trick some sort of skateboard trick or some sort of acrobatic feat or some sort of parkour thing they run across a building and they, they jump or they they climb up some sort of crane or they do something impressive okay that's neat and all but it's on a screen it's 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 why it being why humans are so interested in seeing things live is because it's so different. Seeing a concert of your favorite band on DVD is nowhere near the same as being there as it happens. Watching a, a, a boxing match even an hour after it happens is not the same as watching it live right there. If it wasn't any different to watch something live, then pay-per-views for, for boxing events or, or the, the Super Bowl, when it's on, people wouldn't care. There'd be as many people watching the Super Bowl on some random Tuesday in, in July as there are on the actual day of the Super Bowl in, in early February. People want to see it when it happens. That's, that's, it's, that, it's real then. It's, it's, it's not quite real. It's, it's, it, there's a separation. There's a gap when it's recorded. So when I saw people completing a Rubik's Cube on YouTube videos, it was sort of, all right, yeah, that, that's cool, I guess, whatever. <sighs> Shrug, okay. But when I saw it done right across from me, I was like, oh, that there it is. It, it was just done. I, I saw it scrambled, and then this guy he looked at it and he, he he did some stuff and moved the sides and moved spun it around and da, 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 da. thirty seconds later and it was completed. Oh, it can actually be done by a human because a, a recording of a human that's not a human. I mean, it's a recording of a human, but it is not a human. I'm not s sitting across from an actual human being. That's, it's, it's a recording of a human being. And a recording of a human being is not a human being. Seeing a picture of a squirrel is not a squirrel. 
there is enough difference and those differences matter. This kind of ties into something that I wanted to talk about and I don't remember exactly how I got there, but there being this poor squirrel, he's trying to figure out how to get out of here. There you go, little buddy. You trying to go up on the metal there? He's looking at this glass. I don't think you want to go that way. I think you maybe I can kind of urge him along. I don't want to freak him out though. All right. So what is a toaster? Well, why do we care about a toaster being a a toaster? It's because of what it can do. What about a car? Also, it's it's what it can do. There you go, there you go. Run along that way, there you go, and go that way. There you go, keep on going. There you go, go to the tree. Go down there, there you go, come on. Chasing him along this wall, not chasing him. Just... Come on, there you go. A little bit further, a little bit further. There's a tree, there you go. Get in the tree, get in the tree. There you go, buddy. Okay. We care about what a thing can do, not necessarily how it looks. And I talk about this, and I'm mentioning this, I'm talking about this, because I wanted to equate this to a human, to what, it's, it's what the collection of the things that we are. It's not, it's not, if I cut off my pinky or it gets cut off, I'm still me. And you can take that to, to an extreme. Like, how much of me can you cut away before I'm not me anymore? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess once you cut away enough that I, I, I stop breathing and I, I'm just a head in a jar, then, you know, assuming you could keep the jar living, then it's, it's still me. Or do you cut all away, all of me away, and you just have the pinky there? Is the pinky, is, is the pinky me? No. The, the body isn't, isn't us. The body is just a container. But that's true of everything. A, 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 a phone pole is a container for what it does. It's not that it's a phone pole. You can make the phone pole in a different shape or a different color. It doesn't even have to be a pole. It could be a, it could be a, a rod. I mean, I guess it'd still be a pole, but it doesn't have to be a round tree. It could be made out of metal or it could be made out of some sort of crazy polymer or it could be made out of, it doesn't, it's what it does. It's not what it is necessarily or what it does is what it is. I don't know. My point with, with this is that finding an answer is a complicated process, to say the least. If you know that you're not healthy, for example, you know that you struggle with avoiding the donuts in the morning, you know that you have a proclivity to go for the dessert items and the the fattening, not good for you, greasy, poor processed foods instead of the healthy, better for you, not as processed or not processed, processed at all, whole foods, 
at the buffet table when you're when you're at a buffet or a, bot, or a potluck, then you have a, a problem there. And identifying that that's a problem is the first step. You got to go, okay, I see that my eating habits are not great. Okay, now you have to go, can something can be done about this? And you can either answer that with yes or no. If you say no, then how are you going to ever solve that? You probably won't. Something is going to have to come along that shows you this is a problem. Something extreme will have to come along. You might have to have a heart attack or, for example, there was this one individual that I used to work with at, at, a, at, a, at a store in, in Seattle, and he ate probably worse than anybody that I've ever seen. His lunch one time consisted of three Hot Pockets and a couple slices of white bread. That, that was his lunch one time. Um, I, just, I just kind of was dumbfounded that somebody would actually eat that Uh, that, that was the kind of thing that he ate on a regular basis. Microwaved mac and cheese, it was like a Stouffer's thing or a microwave dinner and just rip off the top, chuck it in the microwave in this black plastic thing and it, it, zaps, it zaps it for three minutes or whatever and scoops out this mushy pasta cheesy crap. All right, well, enjoy, I guess. And apparently, at some point in his life, he had had a, a, a multiple bypass. He'd had some surgery. And he said after that, oh, or was it, or cancer or something? I don't know. It was some sort of serious medical issue. And he had swore to himself and, and to God that if he got out of the situation and, and if he didn't die, that he wouldn't, he wouldn't eat that way ever again. And apparently, his words were that he, he stuck to that for about a month, a month and a half. But then he started... You know, I'll, I'll have a donut or I'll do this. And then he started to slow slide back towards eating garbage. And now he's fully back at the bottom of the slide and eating garbage on a regular basis. And I'm just, eh, whatever, I'm fine again. Maintaining the answer, whatever the answer might be, is a difficult thing. You have to find a way that works for you. Me wanting to solve the Rubik's Cube was the first step. Having the desire to be able to complete the, the Rubik's Cube was, was step number one. Step number two was getting a Rubik's Cube to solve. Step three was figuring out how, how to solve it. But step three was a pretty long process that covered, I think, about a year and a half. Because when I first bought the Rubik's Cube, it just kind of sat there. I didn't solve it. And it, da, 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 da. it wasn't until I saw it done in front of me by a human that I thought, oh, hey, I could learn how to do that as well. And I did. Shortly after that, I mean, it was, it was within a week or two of, of seeing it done that I, I figured out how to do it. Figure, figured out how to do it. And I can complete it now with 90% degree completion rate. It, it's every once in a while I'll, I'll, I'll screw a step up and have to redo it. But by and large, I can complete it every time now. That took persistence, but it also took the desire 
and it also took seeing that it could be done. Which of those steps was the most important? I don't know. I'd say the desire was a large one. Something I'm practicing right now. I'm going to wrap this, this chat up. It's been kind of directionless, but that's okay. That happens from time to time. Something I've been working on recently is, is Japanese on, on this Duolingo app. Am I going to become fluent in Japanese and a master of the language using this free program? Of course not. Of course not. And something that, I, I, that struck me the other day, and this is, I'm, I guess I'm kind of bringing this full circle, that there is multiple ways to do a thing. And, and I don't mean that there, there's, you could do it A, or you could do it B, or you can do it C, or you can, I mean, you do it A and B and C and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So something that I was looking for when I first, I had Duolingo on my phone already because I would sort of fart around now and then with, with trying to learn half-acidly Spanish, but there wasn't much of a desire there. It was more of a, a compulsion, a, a, a thought of, well, learning a second language would be useful. I mean, being able to speak more than one language would be a handy thing to be able to do. And if I'm going to learn a second language, then I may as well learn the one that I have had the most exposure to. Okay, that makes sense logically, but it, I didn't have the, a desire to learn it. It was sort of a, you should learn a second language, and you should learn the one that makes the most sense. So that should be Spanish, or that is Spanish. Yeah, but I didn't have a desire. It's not like... I wanted to listen to Spanish music. It's not like I had any desire to go to Spain. It's not that I don't want to go to Spain, but if, if somebody said, Nate, pick five countries that you'd like to go to, I, I don't think Spain would be on in that, that top five. It might be in the top 20, but not the top five. I'm not entirely sure what the top five would be, but I, I don't think that, that Spain is on there. Mexico's not. There's other places I'd rather go before Spain or Mexico. So that should tell you that it's not that big of a desire for me. There isn't some sort of, there isn't a book written in Spanish that I really want to read in the original Spanish. But the, the same that I've just said right now is not true for Japanese. There are definitely many things in Japanese that I would like to experience in the actual proper, a non-translated version. There are movies and many um, shows and, and games that I would like to be able to experience in the original writing, the original telling, non-translated version. And so there is a desire there. Now, does it make a lot of sense for me to learn Japanese? Well, desire can trump what makes logical sense. Just because I don't have any sort of great exposure to, to, to Japanese doesn't mean anything other than I need to change the amount of exposure that I have to it. But what I, what I was looking for, I already had the Duolingo app on my phone, but I thought I would do a little bit of Googling to see what's a good way to learn another language. You know, what is the, the answer? What is T-H-E answer? 
is it Rosetta Stone? Is it is it uh, an, another program called Fluins? Is it what is it? What is the one thing that will teach me Japanese? If I just I, I purchase this program or I I do this course or I I whatever. Wait, what is it gonna be? But it was later on in the day, or another day, I don't know which day it was, that I had something of a, a realization. I don't even know what it was that, that struck me. Or, or what, what I encountered that, that caused this thought to hit me. But I thought, when you're a child, you don't learn a language through one mean. It's not like everybody is silent and then you do a specific workbook. That's not how you learn the language. You're exposed to the language in every possible facet of your life. You, you hear the language spoken by your parents. You see the language written on the, the food boxes that you eat and the cans of soup and the, and the signs at the store. You, you hear it on the radio. You see it on the signs. It's all around you. It just, it, it, it's everything. You learn the language because there's nothing else for you to learn. There is no other option available. It's, it's the movies, it's the music, it's the pamphlets at the DMV that, that you flip through because it's got pictures on it when you're a little kid. And you're like, oh. it's, it's the, 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 the writing on the car. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's just, there's no other option for you. And when I was really trying to learn Spanish about five, six odd years ago, I'm not sure exactly how long ago it was, I, I went to that extreme. What I tried to do, uh, it wasn't an, an attempt, it's what I did. What I did was change every setting on, on the things that had settings for languages to Spanish. I had a PlayStation 4, changed the, the, the language to Spanish. So all the menus, everything was in Spanish. I changed my computer, everything, all the windows, the start, everything, it was all in Spanish. I changed all of the, the game stuff in um, the games that I would play to the language of Spanish. Movies I would watch in Spanish if I could, and if I couldn't, then I wouldn't watch it. If it didn't have Spanish subtitles or um, it, it, not, not English subtitles, but Spanish subtitles and a Spam Spanish voice track, I didn't watch it. I listened to Spanish music. I exposed myself to it. I just, just dived straight in. If I could have gone to Mexico and lived there for six months at the time, I, I totally would have done that. Immersion, what do they call that? Immersion therapy or immersion learning, something like that. I think that's the, the best way to learn. You just, you, you, you dive in. But what you're, what you're doing there is learning from all these different sources. So to go ahead and end this, wrap it up and call it good. My point here is that you've got to figure out what works for you. Sometimes diving in full on makes sense, but at other times it doesn't make sense. For example, 
does eating only one kind of vegetable all the time make sense if you're not healthy? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think saying, I will only have kale for the next six months. I don't think that's going to work out for you. I think what you should do is go, okay, I, I need to wean myself off of these other things. But it's all about finding what works for you and being honest about that and reevaluating, continually reevaluating. Did that work? Okay, that didn't work so good. Did this work? Oh, that did work pretty good. Or what about this? Well, kind of that. I like most of it, but I got to tweak it to this. Okay. Life is about figuring out what works for you, but then also being honest about it. Otherwise, you won't really get anywhere. Okay. Have a great day. I love you.